Welcome to How to Be Me Again, the podcast about learning how to take care of ourselves and uh, become whole again. I don't know. I don't know if I like that sentence. Mind it. Okay. We can work on it. (laughs) Work in progress. (laughs) I'm Kristen and this is Maddie and we uh, had a lot of technical difficulties. We've recorded a episodes that haven't recorded properly we are learning how to podcast it has been an adventure a very frustrating one but here we are we've we've had technical difficulties we've had life difficulties we've had work difficulties (laughs) we've We've overcome a lot yeah exactly but now i am officially done work so i can sing for those who can't see us we're like "Mm -mm, yeah Our dancing is awesome, by the way. You have no way to verify that. But. It's a real shame that it's not a video podcast. Let's just say that. <laughs> Someday we'll just do a dance party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had lots going on, but we're back now and we're focused mm. and we're doing our thing. I mean, getting I have to say, over- getting intentional. Mm. This whole time, I mean, I have been maybe not quite as um, structured about it as I would have been if we had been able to continue the podcast weekly as we had originally set out Mm. Um, but I definitely have had the focus on intention during this whole time and it's it's I've definitely had some a few revelations because of it Mm. I think I'm excited to hear about it I um I have noticed I think that I'm I'm like I've been very much in the awareness space, very much just <laughs> noticing how I'm reacting and feeling. Same. And I've been act, reacting and feeling a lot of things <laughs> and doing a lot of reacting and feeling. Um, but that's a good thing. And like, I'm actually, you know, we were talking before um, we started recording about like our view and our like kind of vision for where we're going with the podcast and the business. And like, I get so excited even just for my personal journey of like because we're gonna like commit to like the weekly stuff now and and that just you know it's great for a podcast perspective because we'll have consistency of episodes but like even more so for me because it's all about me Kristen don't know if you knew this already but um actually it's all about me did you not know that how dare you (laughs) (laughs) it's all about us um but I am I am excited for like the personal aspect of even just like figuring this shit out because that was why we did it in the first place you know I know yeah I think sometimes though that is hard I think just in life not even just with this podcast it's like yeah I want to figure this out for myself but we're also thinking about how do we grow an audience and blah 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 like all that stuff right Mm. but I think that's life too I have so many moments in life where I'm like, I really want to do this for myself to get what I want out of it. But then you try to see like all the other benefits it's going to give you. And you're like, oh, and then it kind of like takes you down this other path. Mm. You're like, oh, and now I'm doing this because of this. And you're like, wait a second. That's not why I started doing it. I started doing it just to help myself and just to get a little bit better at, you know, whatever it is. But now it's taken on, it's kind of shifted and become something different. And sometimes it's good that it becomes something different. And sometimes you're like, oh, no, wait, I need to get back to the original 
intentions. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's interesting. So I was telling to you before this episode recording, I I had a little meltdown this morning. (laughs) And uh, one of the things I was, you know, blubbering to my husband was like, I'm just, I'm so tired of things being hard. Like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like I've, I, you know, if it hasn't been challenging to like, and I'm talking like all aspects of life. Like I run my own business, but I'm also a mom of two. I'm also like an eczema warrior. Like there's just shit going on in my life. And I just, I said to my husband, it's like, I am I feel like if it's not one thing, it's another. If it's not trying to show up with my skin flaring, it's trying to show up around two children or it's trying to show up amidst feeling all the feelings around the pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. but I also, as I was saying these things, cause I'm always constantly coaching myself, which is both fantastic and totally exhausting at the same time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm like, I think that's just life. It's like part of it is accepting that there's never a good time to start something. Like it's always going to take additional work, which I think is what we first talked about in terms of the reason we don't know ourselves better or know how yeah. to, what self-care works for us. What do we need in that moment? Yeah. yeah. It's because it's hard. Like, and it's never a good time in life. Like I don't think anyone goes, you know what? I've got like a three month gap of nothing happening coming up. What shall I fill it with? Like that just doesn't happen. So it's intensive self-care. Yeah, yeah, because that's that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let's deal with all that shit. Nobody yeah. wants to. So yeah. it's just like accepting that it's just gonna be hard and you know, you're going to feel better for it at the, at the other end. So that's at least what we hope. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think, yeah, I think it's interesting because I had kind of a similar realization, but in a little bit of a flipped way, I realized that I have um, sought out, like I've, a lot of the habits that I've created are um a way to distance myself and disconnect and distract myself from feeling the hard and feeling all of those things. So I've kind of gravitated towards like a lifestyle of comfort in the sense of like, now I'm re- I really, I didn't realize I'd have to put so much effort into pushing myself to do the hard things, you know, like I, and I thought I was coming from that perspective of like, life is hard because I'm always thinking about things and I'm always like, um, yeah, just trying to think of what do I want to do next? And, you know, who am I? And all those kinds of questions. But I realized that I never really took the next step of any kind of action towards it. And every time I was like, oh, yeah, but that I'll do that tomorrow. I'm just going to like sit in my little bubble and not really do anything and not really focus on anything and not really feel all the emotions that I need to feel and push myself in a way and live in that uncomfortable place. Yeah. Like I didn't really it because it takes a lot of effort to push yourself to do that I think you have kind of gotten into the opposite zone of you push yourself to do the hard thing always <laughs> well yeah. yeah it's but like so on the on the I don't want to say surface like I suppose outside looking in in terms of like a um high level perspective I I actually enjoy being challenged in my life generally yeah. It's interesting because I was talking to my, I started counseling up again since our last episode, which I'm, you know, 
probably need to be doing at least once a week, but it's every two and you know, that's I, good. We're starting with something. That's my list. I need to get that happening. <laughs> Your accountability. Yeah. Um, exactly. And it was interesting because I kept kind of saying to my counselor, like, I feel like I don't know myself. And then I would rattle off all these things I know about myself. <laughs> and I was talking to her about the fact that I, I like to feel discomfort. Like I liked in certain areas of my life. So for instance, I, I get really, um, is it itchy feet? Uh, like you want to move, like you want to. Oh yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. Right. And so like we've I'm lived in restless. Yeah. Restless. Yeah. Like I've been living in Canada now for, it'll be like four and a half years this month, which is the longest time for me. And not only just in Canada, but like we've only recently moved to like a town just outside of Vancouver. We lived in and around Vancouver, admittedly in different houses, but in Vancouver for like four solid years. <laughs> and that's, gotta be a record for me yeah like I was 12 months max in a place before I moved overseas and now I've been here four years and I'm like oh my I get I'm so anxious about it like I feel like I'm missing out and she actually called me out and she's like I know this isn't a medical term but I think that you're suffering from FOMO and I was like accurate very accurate yeah Yeah. (laughs) but yeah it's, it's interesting on the surface it would appear that I really enjoy being uncomfortable and that I do go searching to get into the Disc, like the um I don't know uncomfortable things yeah but day to day I'm doing similar to what you described is like, like yeah. the escaping and like keeping it surface not going deep yeah. all that kind of stuff yeah. I wonder with that um that need to keep yourself in the uncomfortable like to I wonder if that's oh shoot I just had something that I wanted to say about that it'll come back to you it'll come back to me basically just that I am avoiding it all the time (laughs) (laughs) well just and like I really noticed it especially because I like even this morning for me to have a little meltdown Mm -hmm. I kind of I, I think something I will acknowledge myself for this I feel like I've started to form this habit where I know I need to cry something out I know I need to like feel the thing Mm-hmm. and sometimes I struggle to initiate the tears myself and so I'll go and like start talking to Rory and you know sometimes there's things that you can't talk about out loud without tearing up and oh my so, god uh, yeah that's yeah. my entire <laughs> <laughs> like, so everything I can't talk about it <laughs> I'm crying right now yeah, exactly <laughs> so <crazy>. um, <laughs> like so I, I know that about myself so I'll like go and look for an opportunity to like start a conversation and get right. the tears flowing <laughs> Yeah. 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 I feel like you and I have done that for each other as well in the past. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, some of my triggers, like, don't talk to me about that because it'll end in tears. <laughs> Literally. Oh, literally. Yeah. There's be a lot of snot too, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, like, I think I'm, I'm proud of myself for having that as a, like, coping mechanism, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I think the, the step I want to go deeper is, like, and I've actually been feeling this this last like week is should I go and talk to Rory about this or should I like sink in deeper with myself? Like, should I journal? Should I like mm-hmm. make it my responsibility? Not that I'm making it Rory's responsibility, but it's like, it is, it is seeking that external. Right. Comfort. Yeah. And is that, is, has that kind of, you know, even though it is a good coping mechanism in certain times, like has that also turned into a way to distract and a way to turn it into something else that maybe it doesn't need to be. Right. 
you know, I think that that's something too, that I've, that I've realized with being intentional lately and kind of focusing on that is that I've, I've taken a minute before I've made certain decisions and I've like given myself that time to rely on myself a little bit more where it's like, how do I really feel about this and how do I want to move forward and how, like, I'm a person that really lives in the future all the time. That's where it's like uh, always planning well in advance, but I don't actually really sit in it and really think about like what the day-to-day of that would be. Like I recently um, turned down two pretty good job offers because I intentionally wanted to make a big shift in my life, focus on my own businesses, really actually give it a good go because I've never really done that for myself. I always think that I have, but I've never fully, like I've always had one foot out the door with a lot of that stuff. And, and I really just want to commit to myself and rely on myself in this whole time. Um, but it was hard turning down those jobs. Like it was really hard. And if I had acted like old me, I would have responded immediately and been like, yes, thank you so much. I'll take the job, whatever, out of a panic. And then spent the next seven or eight months being miserable and stressed out and kicking myself for doing it Mm. because once I've committed to somebody else I have a really hard time like not like leaving or leaving if I if I'm too stressed out or anything like that yeah because I've committed to it but when it comes to committing to myself I have no problem flaking no problem you know turning my back on every, all the plans I had and everything like that. So it it was really good to see that where I'm like, oh, if I hadn't waited and actually thought about it for a second, just given it a bit of a deeper thought and taken my time, I would have agreed to things that uh, were not good for me at all. Mm, So even just that level of becoming aware and taking a minute to try to be intentional about it made it such a huge difference. And I was actually pretty shocked by it, even though yeah. I anticipated that this is where I would get, it felt so different from anything that I've done before. It's great. And, I think, and I'm curious to know if this is your experience. Cause I feel like that's something I really need to practice more as well, because what happens for me is I feel like, in so many areas of my life, I'm going at speed. Like I'm just, I'm so like things are moving fast, which is kind of, I'm going to say this and then also question it. It's like, I think I like it. (laughs) I think that's how I like life is to kind of be moving. However, I feel like I make hasty decisions or I make decisions that feel right in that hasty moment, but Mm -hmm. I haven't had a chance to slow down. Like even this morning I was talking to a potential client that didn't eventuate into a client. And I, that's what the source of my meltdown was. And I later went and like checked out their social media. And I was like, I don't know if this person isn't an anti-vaxxer or Mm -hmm. um, like a Trump supporter or a conspiracy theorist. And I was (laughs) like, Oh, I, uh, maybe dodged a bullet there but I hadn't taken the time to like go slow and go do I like even when I was talking to them to go do I actually want to work with this person Mm -hmm. like you know kind of just taking enough time to slow down and 
examine what it is that I want. Do you find yeah. that you have that? Is that a part of the equation for you? Absolutely. And I do think that that is such a huge thing that I've, um, that I've learned over the last couple months is, is almost that feeling of taking control back again, mm. instead of feeling like those external things. Cause that, that's the exact same experience that I had with the work opportunities that I turned down because I was like, okay, I thinking all the good things of like, oh, it would be this and it would be that and it would be that and whatever. And then I had to stop and think like, oh, but I actually don't want to work for this person. I don't want to be in that environment. I know that environment. I don't want to put myself there. I made a promise to myself to not put myself in those situations, you know? And it's like, oh, by by stopping that cycle of making that hasty decision and that quick, almost, I almost, for myself anyway, thought with with work situations, I get a lot of validation from it mm. that I didn't realize that I did because I, it's something clear cut. I'm an obliger. It's so I, I figure out what my boss wants and I provide that for them and it's easy and it's simple, mm. even though it's brutal and it's boring and it's, you know, not anything I'm passionate about, you know, but I know how to do it and I know the rules of the game mm. in that way you know, so I know what I have to do to be successful. Yeah. You know, I it's interesting too, because like what's coming up for me as we both talk about these things is that our hasty decision-making kind of means that we, I think one of two things happens either. And I'm, I'm thinking specifically with regards to pro and cons lists mm. in that I think I do create one in my mind, but it's so hasty and so biased towards one side because of like, I'm in my feelings and I'm focused on like one outcome, like, you know, with regards to this client, I'm like focused on making money and this client would give me money. doesn't mean the money's good money. Like it right. could be a really, could be the, like the worst, you know, thousands of dollars I've ever made, <laughs> but yeah. like, that's what I'm focused on. And I think that by slowing down, we actually give more attention to the pro and con list really yeah. intentionally, right? It's an intentional yeah. like, okay, because the thing is, like you said, there's nothing wrong with wanting to feel validated in the work that you're doing and to know the rules of the game. However, when you put together a comprehensive pro and cons list, the alternative might not have those things, but you might still have a much bigger cons list Yeah, that you weren't like even thinking about because it's not that, that one piece that you're focused yeah. on, you know? Because in the moment, I think with our emotions, with all that other stuff that clouds it of, you know, oh, it would feel so good to get a client and I need to pay rent and I need this and I need that. And it would mean that I'm successful if I have all these clients. And it's like, okay, so take yourself out of that moment, you know, take a beat and think about it a little bit more without everything else clouding it. I do think, oh, why is my brain like turning off? I was like, I had a point just now. I would say mum brain because that's what I suffer from, but <laughs> that's definitely not what I suffer from. <laughs> so I just think like, you're allowed to have a brain fart. I used to call it a brain fart. Your brain is I always call it brain farts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think this is all such good points, so though. It's just reminding me, and this is, I think, part of what I want to take away into this next week um, mm -hmm. and forever. Let's and be forever, real, yeah. Um, is 
almost to have like a phrase in my mind, which I've used in different situations in my life, but like, can I take five minutes to think about it? And it, and like kind of look at five minutes as insert any amount of time you need. Like, can I have a week to think about it? Can I have yeah. a year to think about I'll it? I'll get back to you. And you can exactly. say that to yourself. I'll get back to you about that. That yes. was the point I was going to make is that in my financial coaching, I always would tell people like, okay, if you suffer from buying everything, like impulse buying, right? You go to the store and make a rule that if you really want something, you ha- you're not allowed to buy it at the moment, come back the next day. And if you still really want it and you figure it out, you've got money for it, you want to treat yourself, whatever it is, fine, then do it. Like, mm-hmm. But odds are you're not going to come back. You're not even going to come back into that store once you've put that item down. You probably are like never going to think about it again. Yes. So I do the same thing with online shopping where I'm like, I put all these things in my cart and then I'll come away and I'll come back and look at my cart like whenever I look at that tab on my phone yeah. again. And I'm like, ugh, <laughs> why was yeah. I going to buy that thing? <laughs> yeah, because it's the, it's the retail therapy, right? It feels yeah. good moment and you're like daydreaming about oh if I wore that outfit I'd I'd be a yacht person too you know right whereas like I go away for a day and then I'm like but does that dress have pockets because that's really important to me right yeah that's exactly it so but why don't we apply that same thing to our lives and Mm. to our decision because that's all it is we're impulse decision right like in that moment feel all the good feelings of like, they like me, they really like me and they want me around and they, they value the, the, everything that I can bring to the table. So not realizing that, oh, there's a bunch of stuff that can take away from that. Or maybe there isn't, maybe it is the right thing, uh, but then at least, you know, if you take that time to think about it, you put that item down in the store and you come back to it and you can buy it. Like that's okay too. Yeah. I love what you said too. Like just having that line of like, I'll get back to you because it's so superior to what I was saying about like, can I have, because also that's really permission. Like, can I have five minutes to think about it? No. Like, whereas you're like commanding, like saying, I'll get back to you, which I really appreciate that it's a subtle, but important difference, even in the mindset for any of us who want to, you know, use this strategy in our lives is like to take ownership of like, I'm taking, you know, I will get back to you. It's a yeah. commitment to myself. It's a commitment to you. It's no time frame. That's up and to me. Something like, what are they going to come back and say to you after that? Yeah. Like, honestly, like I say it with confidence now, but this last, you know, in the last week was the first time I've ever really said that to somebody, mm. but it felt so good. Yeah. It was somebody had offered me a job and I, and I initially was like, oh, I really don't want that. But it would be a steady income. It would be this. It's easy. It's, you know, all, there's a lot of pros there. Mm. And I felt the panic of, I need to respond right away. I need to respond right away. And I was like, mm. well, nobody said I needed to respond right away. They didn't give me a deadline of when they needed me to answer. So I said, okay, I'm going to think about it. I'll get back to you about it. Mm. And it was the most empowering thing I have ever felt where I was like, yes, I'm in charge. I can make those decisions. I'm in control of my own life and what I want to do and what I don't want to do. And it's okay. And isn't it interesting too, because that feeling of empowerment probably wouldn't have even 
like what's the word wouldn't have even consciously appeared on your pro and cons list because you've never like made you've never made it that far no. to know that that's that's a, an outcome right I that happens in how good that would feel and now I do and yeah. I'm like okay I want that again <laughs> and so like all of a sudden it's like higher on the list where it's like mm-hmm. oh but that felt real good and it's interesting because you said the thing about like oh there's a lot of pros but they're also like I feel like we could we could have a whole system here around like the way that we deduce our pro and cons list because I feel like there's a lot of initial pros there's a lot of like surface pros yeah isn't that a computer <laughs> surface <laughs> pro <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly there's a lot of like surface level pros that come up really quick yeah but there's like probably far less deeper pros once you start because the cons list starts growing right yeah. so I think there's something about like what happens initially and then like what what taking that time kind of um yeah. will give you so it's, i'm sure i think there's somebody out there I'm, i think there's lots of people out there that have actual things where there's like you attribute certain values to different things in your life like when i was mm. talking to greg about all this decision making he's like he spouted off somebody who i can't remember their names now of course um <laughs> but said that there's like this whole um system where you basically attribute a certain percentage value to things in your life so for me mm. my emotional health and my mental health are very high up on my list right now of things that I want to put my energy into. Um, It hasn't always been like that and it won't always be like that because at times there will be, okay, well, I, you know, need to disregard some of that a little bit and focus on, you know, the hustle a little bit more or whatever. Right. And it might not even be disregarded, but it's like this whole process is that you, you know, what we're doing with self-care for ourselves and having better knowledge of ourselves around the self-care topic, I think just means you bolster those areas of your life so right. that you, they don't need as much focus. Right. That's yeah. my hope and my dream. I think, can, I think also that we we can know what we need to focus on at that time and what we don't, like just yeah. have awareness of what, what takes the priority in certain yeah right well and I feel like I might have mentioned this on a previous podcast but this like idea of balance and here did I, did I, I can't remember if this one got recorded or not so I'm just going to tell you again <laughs> yeah, there's a good chance no <laughs> so yeah, um, I heard another podcaster explain how they visualized balance and it was that if you rather than thinking it like a lot of people I think hear balance and visualize like a like two points like a and b and there's a line and you're like in balance or you're not like there's not a lot of wiggle room whereas the way this person described it was as being on a ball and thinking of it as being like a square but you could insert any shape that you want and each corner represents a different area of your life that you want to focus on and so if you think about a second ball being on top of that ball and kind of like shifting to the different corners you kind of like lean into the corners as you need to throughout life but as long as you're still inside the, the actual square, you're kind of experiencing some level of balance. Like you haven't yeah. gone outside the bounds into like overwhelm or burnout. That's a, a way better way of describing it. Cause I think that's where so much conflict for so many of us, especially women come from where it's mm. like, life isn't that simple. I don't just have A or B that I'm trying to balance between. I've got, you know, the entire alphabet that I'm trying That's to balance. It. Yeah. I'm into <laughs> yeah. the I'm into the double A's and the double Z's. Yes. <laughs> exactly. 
you know, it's, it's not that simple. And then it, the conflict always comes where it's like, why is it so hard, you know, to yeah. get back to what you were originally talking about? It's like, why is it always so bloody hard? Like life is so hard sometimes because we're always trying to do the best we can and balance this and balance that. And yeah. this is what people say I should have, and I should be doing, and I should, should, yeah. should, you know, and then we don't think about what we act, what actually will fill us up. What's actually yeah. going to do the job that we need, like to make us strong enough so that we can, we can find that balance with the four yeah. corners. Well, know? and you know, like, so this is something I, I kind of touched on before we started the episode that I was like, maybe going to talk about was, <laughs> so I, I saw this post uh, on Instagram yesterday and it was talking about different ways that depression can show up in your life. Mm-hmm. Because I think, what we imagine depression is that like we're really low and we like kind of low energy, that kind of stuff. But this post was explaining that there's different ways that it can manifest and that can be in like anger and irritability, um, Mm -hmm. being like low, like they did mention low energy, but like kind of the way they worded it was like, Oh, I've really been experiencing that. Um, Overwhelm. Like there's all these different ways that depression can look. And it was interesting because I, and this is like, despite the fact we haven't been doing the podcast regularly I have still I've been bringing a lot of awareness to what's been going on in my head and that kind of stuff like I've still had that like thread because I know this is coming yes and I got to thinking like my skin I've got um eczema I've had chronic eczema from like my most of my adult life but it's been particularly bad since pretty much I figured out this morning since the pandemic began Uh and it's interesting because I've really denied within myself how much of an impact the pandemic has had on my mental state because I've been in a very fortunate position of not like losing a job or not having like my husband's job was really secure. He just worked from home. We didn't have a lot of um, upheaval that a lot of other people did. And so I've kind of been denying myself feeling like I am allowed I suppose to feel the effects of it right and then this morning to realize well I've basically had eczema since then I know that my eczema is stress related but Mm -hmm. I think it's like I've become so comfortable quote unquote comfortable with this level of stress in my life that I don't even acknowledge it as being stress anymore it's just life new baseline (laughs) you've got for the stress level that you've got Yeah. yeah and I've really like without turning this into the pandemic podcast I I've really started to feel like I'd kind of said in the beginning when it all went down, oh, well, everyone's saying that it's going to take 18 months to get a vaccine. So I'll put in my, I'm just going to say, I'm not even going to worry about things being normal before then 18 months in the future is where I'm like, and that just made me feel like at least I've got something to look forward to. Yeah. We're at that point this month, like that's 18 months ago. Right. And now that we have a vaccine, like we were waiting on science now we're waiting on people like who want to talk you know I don't want to get into an anti-vax conversation I'm sure that we will at some point but (laughs) like I now we're waiting on people Mm -hmm. and there's no time frame around that and it makes me really yeah I'm, I'm really stressed about it well it's just it's there's now there's uncertainty again it's like just when things were starting to gain some level of certainty and stability now there's a whole new wave of 
instability and uncertainty and that's the hard thing but I think to get back to like your initial thing because I know I mean I lost my job and my husband lost his job Mm. at the beginning of the pandemic I was out of work for five and a half months not knowing and it was scary but at the same time you know we got money from the government we were fine I have family that was able to you know worst case scenario would have been able to help us and we could live with them if we couldn't afford rent, whatever it is. But of course I'd planned out all the, what would we Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, So like really we didn't, we did well, we didn't suffer much. Like I know there were all kinds of other people and all these other situations that were way worse than ours. Mm. Um, But I think it's that thing of when we think about other people and we think about our place in the world and in society with other people, we feel like we can't, we have to downplay what we're feeling and and thinking, you know, as, as thoughtful people and emotional people, I feel like we can't. um, I know for me, when I think of, everything out there. I don't want people to see me as, oh, some privileged person who doesn't understand whatever Mm. and all that stuff. And I'm like, but I still can't deny that I felt stress and I still feel stress and I feel angry. I feel frustration and I feel all of these things, even though it hasn't touched me the way that other it has touched other people. I'm still entitled to feel that way. Absolutely. Because it did touch everyone. That's the thing is like it touched everyone in different ways, but it did touch everyone less maybe the tribes in Africa that have no contact with anyone but you know there's not many people on the planet who didn't haven't been affected by you know but I also think like that's something I've always had a problem with the idea that phrase uh first world problems yeah bothers me so much when it was so trendy and everybody was saying it to anything like you couldn't complain about anything yeah because then they would say, oh, first world problems. And I feel like now it's also, you can't say anything without people coming back and um, like almost being critical that you didn't say it properly. Like yes. you didn't say it properly or you left out this group or you left out this group or whatever. It's like, I just want to say my piece and feel like I have, that I'm allowed to feel the things that I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah. first yes I live in the first world you're telling me I'm not allowed to complain about anything that's happening in my life because I'm able to put food on the table but starving kids in Africa can't I would never go to Africa and tell those starving children like complain about you know my stupid little petty problems like oh I couldn't go get a pet today because the place was closed like I'm not gonna go say that in front of a starving African child like I would never do that but it's okay for me to express that Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's my own life. I can do that. <laughs> it's um, hilarious to me that you use the example of kids starving in Africa, not because that, that is hilarious, but because my mum used to use that as uh, a yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like my mum has a really like stoic, um, keep going, like stay positive kind of attitude, mm-hmm. which I want to like my instinct is to say which is fine however I have really it's 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 something I'm still working on is overcoming this idea that it's not like it's not okay to feel what I'm feeling um like I have to 
soldier on like this real and like that's a very australian thing we have a whole ad from a from a um uh cold and flu medicine company that it's like you can soldier on and like this guy <laughs> runs around because he's had his flu medicine and i'm like but we shouldn't have to soldier on like yeah. this is not what we should be teaching people uh unfortunately we live in a capitalist society and a lot of businesses do expect that of you yeah however that's not how i'm choosing to live my life yeah. um despite the fact i still do it sometimes because it's my conditioning right and it's it's the there's kids starving in africa mentality of like you're not allowed to feel anything less than exemplary yeah i'm like well i don't and denying myself how i'm feeling actually makes it worse and i also think that saying how we feel and acknowledging how we feel is important if we want to help the kids starving in africa like unless i can work through what i'm feeling and earn the money that i want to earn and give back like all of, there's like all of that stuff is a domino effect if one of them isn't working at the beginning the rest of the dominoes don't fall like exactly. i have to i have to be able to take care of myself so but it's the same thing like if we look at you know what we're trying to achieve with this podcast and the program that we're kind of putting in place for ourselves it's it, you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of other people it's the airplane thing you put your mask yeah. on before you take put the mask on other people so for you with your children and your husband and for me with my husband it's like I have to take care of myself and be as strong and um as stable as I can possibly be Mm. in order to properly show up in every other aspect of my life yeah absolutely never been on that the focus is just like no you just put on a brave face and you soldier on you just Mm you have to do and you like regardless of how you're feeling about it and regardless of whatever like we are so used to just doing what needs to be done yeah and and that's why I think we end up in these stages in our lives where it's like huh like how did I get to this point where I don't even I don't know what things I need to fill me back up again yeah like not know that I'm almost 40 like this is crazy but it's just that because you're taught to deny 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 like mm-hmm. deny what you're feeling um it's not like it, a lot of gaslighting you're like it's yeah. too much and like you're overreacting and blah 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 like that's not helping anyone no. and I also think it speaks more like when I because like this is particularly relevant in my life from a parenting perspective because like something that I'm learning through parenting is that I have to reparent myself. (laughs) Like that's, I read a book that's basically like, that's all parenting is, is reparenting yourself so that you don't overreact in ways that you wish your parents hadn't or, you know, whatever. And I, I'm one of the biggest lessons I learned daily is like acknowledging my children's feelings and being like, they are valid. They, yep. Yep. It really sucks when you don't get to watch another episode of Coco Melon or whatever, but Yep. that's life it's not i don't really like teaching that's life but like you can feel that you feel yeah, it in like fact that's life is exactly too. what i'm not trying to teach them it's like <laughs> i'm actually trying to teach them like you're allowed to feel disappointed about it it might yep. still happen but you're allowed to feel disappointed about it yeah and it's like sit in those feelings a little bit and yeah. like and that's okay that you're feeling that way i understand why you're feeling that way yeah exactly yeah that's oh, such a mind field <laughs> But it's good, though, thinking that, you know, you can't always, you can't protect your kids from everything and you can't, you know, make the decisions for them as they go on. But the thing that you can do is help them 
be in touch with their emotions and yes. be in touch with things so that when they encounter all the things that they inevitably are going to encounter, mm. at least they can make those decisions. They've got the resources, right? It's like resources. they've got to master their, like, I, that, I totally agree with you. It's like mastering our internal environment so that we can better deal with the external environment. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And that's all this is about. It yeah. sounds simple when we put it that way. Doesn't it? Why <laughs> haven't we already mastered it? <laughs> if only the process was that simple. Oh, goodness. Uh, me. If we could all start back at square zero years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But parent ourselves so that we're in control of it. <laughs> <laughs> if only this, this, and this, and that yeah. I was, that'd be amazing. <laughs> right? Oh, goodness. So uh, what's, what's our next step? I think our next step is we didn't really get into talking about the core desired feelings today. Mm. Um, although we might have in one past episode, although I don't think that it recorded properly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think like uh, the core desired feelings, you have a really good way of, I think, explaining how. Yeah. Well, and let, let me share a story uh, okay. with you, Ooh, okay. uh, which actually we haven't recorded this because it happened only a few weeks ago. I was telling you on the phone last week. Um, so you recently came to visit, which was just fabulous. I also <laughs> want to talk to you about coming as regularly as possible. Okay. <laughs> okay. Of that. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, Kristen came to stay and it was wonderful because we've, we, we've moved about an hour outside of Vancouver and we just came for it. You know, it's so crazy that you can feel so much in a 24 hour period or like, I think for us it was like 36 hours, let's say. So when Kristen came to stay, we, I, I love to host people. I didn't put a lot of planning into this one, which was kind of unusual for me, but I think just because of the kind of friends we are, I was like, we'll figure out something. You're pretty easy going. You're, you know, you're a planner as well. Like, you know, we'll come together with something. And it was yeah. the most amazing weekend that I walked away from thinking I would feel exhausted because I'm a real homebody. I tend to Netflix it up most weekends, even in the summer, which is stupid when I live in Canada, like Canadians and North Americans will understand how crazy that is. Australians are like, what do you mean? We've got the same season all year round. Um, But like, we just like, we hit so many of, I realized as I was journaling, like after the weekend, when I surprisingly had energy, I was like, this is weird. Why am I still able to like function? I was journaling and realizing that we had hit every single one of my core desired feelings over the weekend. Um, And I think the reason that it happened was it was like slowing down, getting out of social media. I mean, that's for one, right? Not living in other people's lives, but like living in my own life, being present, having genuine conversation. Like it just all these things that I love, right? My five core desired feelings are accomplished, childlike, empowered, free and wonder, and I hit every single one of them. And it really got me to thinking, like, it just was like a reminder of why these are so important because they are Danielle Laporte's framework for kind of living, I suppose you could say. She doesn't believe in doing goals because goals put you in a future, kind of like what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Very yep. future paced, very like, I'll be happy when I get over there rather than being happy where I am right now. Yeah. So her framework is called Core Desire Feelings, which is all about like, what are the feelings that you want to feel every single day? And the truth is these feelings, like she has a whole book that talks you through the process of figuring them out, we, which we would recommend you go and look, uh, look Absolutely. at and read and oh, do the exercises. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the whole thing about the core desired feelings is you can generate them in any moment of the day. 
pretty yeah. easily. Like if I want to go and be childlike, I can go and hang out with my kids. If you don't have kids, you can go and like skip or like go out in the backyard and feel the, the you know, grass at your toes. Like there's all these, like it, it's very unique to you, obviously, but none of them take you having to achieve some big goal in order to feel them. Yeah. And so it's a really great framework to live by because you, it really puts you back in control of generating your happiness and, and, you know, positive feelings and all that kind I of think stuff. It's that thing of like, it's, it's about, it's the very, you know, popular phrase of it's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah. Right? Yes. It's important to have big goals and to work towards those. And I think in future episodes, we'll talk about maybe some of that stuff, but it's having that day to day achieving those goals day to day mm. keeps you going and makes you enjoy that journey so much yeah. more. You still are going to get to that big goal, you know, but if you don't, it, it's okay too, because you've achieved all these little things and you've fulfilled the things that make you whole and make you feel, you know, energized and make you feel stable and all those kinds yeah. of things. I think something for me with the whole intentional thing is, and I talked to Greg about this the other day, um, you know, because we're shifting to running our own businesses and I've, I'm an obliger and I very much uh, look to the outside world to provide a framework for me. And I can, I can live very easily in that, not happily, but easily mm-hmm. like out of my comfort zone. Um, so I've been worried about making sure that I'm motivating myself and, and sticking to the things when I'm, when I'm in charge of my own time. Mm. Um, but it's also, it's that thing of like, oh, I don't really feel like it today. Tomorrow I'm going to feel more energized. I'll feel ready to do that. And I'm like, no, that, that there is no feeling beforehand. You have to just do it Mm. and get your feeling afterwards, you know? Because well, I, even during, right? Because like, I, yeah, during too. Because yeah. I think both you and I, I think we've said this before, we both have this accomplishment is one of our um, core desired feelings. And so you actually feel it as you're doing it, especially if you have accomplishment as we do, oh, because yeah. it, yeah, it, <laughs> it really sucks to have to start. <laughs> but once you're <laughs> yeah, doing it, you're like, look at me getting stuff yeah. done, ticking boxes. I love it. I love a good ticked box. And it almost feels better when it was really difficult and something you didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Cause you're like, you know what? I did it. It wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. And I yeah. accomplished it and I feel amazing. It's like that endorphin rush when you're like, yes, I've achieved something. It's yes, done. Exactly. Which yeah. also just like makes me in a, <laughs> Without us having to plan our weeks on the podcast, I do think that we should like co-work together almost every day <laughs> because I'm like, if we just jumped on Zoom every day and we're like, we're really strict about not getting chatting and just be like, okay, I was just gonna- what are you working on? What am I working on? Okay, stop talking and start working. <laughs> like- I, was say, I'm like, we, I would get no work done because we chat so much. Like- maybe we need to like, maybe that's what we reward ourselves with is like we oh. do a chat after. So it's like, okay, no chat. And like yeah. one of us will be strict. One of us, one of us inevitably will be strict. <laughs> we will I but we're good we're good at with being each other's accountability right but like we could say okay no talking what are you working on what am I working on we could actually yeah. even not talk we can't turn our microphones on we chat in the chat <laughs> what's that should we learn sign language yes 
I'm already teaching my children sign language, so it's not that hard to incorporate it into another life. challenge. Yeah. Um, but like we could type in the chat and be like, I'm working on this, I'm working on that, set a 30 minute timer, go. And then once we've done like two hours, we give ourselves like a 30 minute chat break, like okay. a water cooler talk. Okay. Do I have to buy a water cooler? Because I will. Yes. <laughs> yes you do i want one for my office because i would drink so much more water if it was like right here next drink to me so much more i hate drinking water i think oh, we do see i love drinking water but i hate walking to the fridge <laughs> so <laughs> mine's a distance problem <laughs> see, i don't mind walking to the kitchen but then i want to make myself like a good coffee or something ah uh, i see that's my all this coffee and no water <laughs> it's one of my like tasks so, like you need to drink water you need to do it Stop. there you go well see together also when we have our little like we'll do we'll do pomodoro sessions 25 minutes five minute break five minute break go and have a cup of water see yeah oh my god we're gonna we're gonna get so much done on this see you're gonna have no problem getting clients you're a salesperson <laughs> <laughs> join me in my pomodoro sessions yeah you're just one of those like wavy <laughs> the, like used car locks <laughs> again this needs to be a video podcast because if you can see our our it's balloon like, men <laughs> you would be impressed <laughs> oh my gosh okay so for everybody i think you guys need to go check out danielle laporte's core desired feelings um even you don't need to read the entire book if you don't want to or whatever. The audiobook is fantastic and she actually walks you through the things. You can do it at the time. And reads it herself, which I love about, you know, I don't like an audiobook where someone doesn't read it themselves. I know. It mm. kind of bums me out. Me yeah. too. Um, but hey, Napoleon yeah. Hill, I know you're dead, but <laughs> couldn't you have read your audiobook? Gosh. Yeah, get it together, man. <laughs> um, but so. Yeah, I think that everybody, uh, the core desired feelings, you don't have to do it, but just generally, you know, it, it's a really good way to kind of guide yourself through the day, especially when you're starting to look at like who you are and what makes up um, the different things that you need in life. And if you're a feelings-based person, which we all are, whether we acknowledge it or not, you know, we all get, a you know, a kick out of accomplishing something we all feel good after we've you know laughed a little bit or whatever it is like find those things in your life whether they're prop the proper core desired feelings or whether you're just kind of looking at your life and what makes you feel good what makes you feel bad what makes you you know and just be a little bit more aware of those things and do them write them down like it's there's so much power and taking them out of like the cerebral and putting them down on paper and it yeah. just you're gonna remember them in a whole different way as well I know if you're anything like me I'm a visual person I, once I've seen it written I'm far more likely to remember it than just Same. in a conversation yeah. so I think a lot of people work that way mm. although they might not acknowledge it or realize it I think yeah. I think that is yeah that's a really good point of writing it down but I think that going into the next week I think um that our focus needs to be uh, rather than just randomly being intentional and just being more aware, I think it it's adding a little bit of extra intention there of, okay, guide that intention. I know I like to feel accomplished. I know I like to feel inspired and energized and those things like 
So I need to, to be intentionally doing things that are going to fill me up Yeah. Uh, with my core desired feelings. But I do think I need to, I think we had talked about this before, kind of reset my core desired feelings. It's been a little mm. while since I did it. Yeah. And I was in a very different place when I did that. So I almost think it might be a nice refresher to kind of do that. Do that exercise again. again. Yeah. Do the exercise again and, mm. and kind of feel like I'm in touch with them a little bit more again. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I was going to do like redo my core design feelings over um, every year at new year. My husband and I talk about doing like a little like kind of mindset retreat mm. where we're not really like going anywhere, but we, have an intention over the, like that week because we're both normally not working to yeah. like decide what our values are or like we have like these little things that we want to like go and actually give dedicated thought time to because yeah. we often don't and yeah. we meant to do our core desired feelings again and we didn't um but I kind of feel like I like I'm pretty I like mine like especially after our weekend when I hit them all mm-hmm. I was like yeah no that feels good so I'm gonna like yeah. stick with them for now but what I think I'm gonna do and what I used to do I used to buy Danielle Laporte's um, Desire Map journals, like her yearly journals. Oh, yeah. And what she had you do every day was write down each of your core desired feelings, just like the word, um, and almost to like think about how you might hit them. Like you don't have to try and hit everyone every day or like right. it doesn't have to be like, it's not supposed to be a super like I will be accomplished by, I will be childlike yeah. by. Yeah. Um, but almost just the act of writing them down every day was enough for me to remember them, like to remember to like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this thing. I think it's the same concept as a gratitude journal or whatever. Exactly. It's just, like, that stuff is happening, hopefully happening anyway, it, mm. but if we don't acknowledge it and we don't recognize it, then it's, <laughs> it, it's like, did it even really happen? If you're not really yeah. feeling and acknowledging it yes you, know, you have to shift that focus just like you know when you and I have talked about if you're feeling down about stuff it's like well but look at what you have done yeah you know, look exactly. at you know look at the things that are going well and you can flip that energy really quickly mm. just acknowledging what you've accomplished and and the gratitude and the core desired feelings and all of that and I think honestly the idea behind being intentional is just being aware yes acknowledging being aware beforehand and being aware afterwards you know it's just listening to what's happening Mm -hmm. and now going forward it's guiding that a little bit more yeah um now that we have kind of gotten on top of being aware and and seeing that stuff as it's happening now let's be aware beforehand and guide ourselves into certain situations and certain tasks and certain emotions and all those things. I like things. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I'm excited for it. I, I'm realizing I bought a um, desire map journal from maybe two years ago that I maybe filled in three pages. <laughs> so I'm going to go back and use it because Do it. why not? It doesn't matter that the dates are wrong. Like I'm just going to use the prompts and Start doing that every day. Actually, you know what? I've just, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. I bought an iPad recently right? and I've got an Apple pencil and I've really been enjoying because there's something weird about me where I'm like, oh, but I want to be able to like store. I hate, I hate physical journals because then I have to like carry them around. And for some reason, I think I'm going to read them again, even though I probably never will. (laughs) Yeah. There's something about having it in an iPad where I can like record it, save it to the cloud. Like it's there if I ever want to go back and review it. And I don't have to buy more paper. Like it's, you know, one yeah. device. 
So I'm going to go and see if there's a core desired like feelings Ooh. printout that I could just like fill in. You should. On my iPad. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm going to do. The exact opposite. I'm a big fan of like the paper, like the traditional, pedestal. like it's like the whole ritual around it almost makes it feel more real for me Ooh, that being said all my journals have like three pages filled out and because <laughs> you're like oh I need a new one that looks pretty because I'm totally done with I messed this one up yeah exactly yes. but that's part of my like I had a little have a little day planner type thing that's all about lists and you know productivity and whatever mm-hmm. and I was like okay that's part of my intentional thing I need to intentionally stick with it and write some stuff down and be remind myself and be in it and mm-hmm. going back to it because it's so easy to distract myself it's so easy to distance myself but even though I'm thinking about it I think that's enough and I yeah. it's not enough you have to take more action absolutely yeah Okay, well, I feel like we've got our Yay. we've got our actions yeah, for this our, week. Yeah, I and feel our dance party. Damn, people need to see this. Right? We're doing some great. But uh, <laughs> I'm also just feeling a lot higher vibe than I started the conversation. So yeah. funny that. Funny how that always happens when we Amazing. talk. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Until next week. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>